0: Greetings and welcome to another episode of Master Phil in Your Corner. This is episode 111, entitled Judgment. Is all judgment bad? Can it be avoided? And today we actually have a repeat, another repeat offender here, uh, Gene Zanetti, the lovely and talented Gene Zanetti from The Winning Mindset. Um, We're going to get into his background a little bit, but prior to that, let us thank our sponsors. First sponsor is philross.com, kettlebell bodyweight self defense, martial arts, virtual, and in person training. So you can also uh, get us online at uh, Master Phil Ross on my Patreon channel there. And I'm also available on Burn Along. Master Phil Ross on Patreon is just my videos. Burn Along is a bunch of my videos and training, as well as 2,000 other instructors. We have a couple of books out, Survival Strong, Ferocious Fitness, and the Kettlebell Workout Library, all available on Amazon. Seminars and certifications through the Body Bell Method, as well as Survival Strong. And we also have the Winning Mindset, Athlete, Team, and Corporate Coaching, one-on-one presentations and workshops. We have the P3 Training Group, Plan, Prepare, Protect, in-person online courses and workshops for civilian and law enforcement for active threat training. Health as well. Virtual Community Outreach Platform for Mental and Physical Health, Wellness, Fitness, and Education. Pay-Per-View Flicks, The Warrior Island Show, as well as other programming. Warrior Island Show is set to drop this fall. The Under Project, Supportive and Comfortable Underwear for Men. 15 100% Natural Protein Supplements, Vitamins, and Assorted Health Products. And One Sleeve BJJ, Rash Guard, Shorts, Hoodies, and all sorts of other fight uniforms and apparel. We hope you support our sponsors, and most of them, if not all of them, can be reached from my website, BillRoss.com. Well, without any further ado, Gene Zanetti, welcome back to the Master Phil in Your Corner podcast. So Gene, tell everyone uh, who maybe didn't listen before, doesn't know who you are and what you do, exactly what you're all about here.
1: Yeah, so myself, my brother, Jeff, we started Wrestling Mindset, uh, Winning Mindset, Brother Greg Zanetti, all, th- all three of us, we uh, we wrestled from elementary school right through college. We were all ranked in the top 20 Division One wrestlers. Jeff and I were all Ivy League. Greg was two-time academic, All-American over at Rutgers. Jeff and I went to Penn. I went on to get my master's degree in um, sports psychology, exercise science, as well as clinical psychology. And a uh, part of that I did while I was coaching at Springfield College as an assistant coach. And really, we just know how mental sports are. I know how it was growing up competing you know, wrestling better in practice than competitions, you know, just the consistency is up and down. And a lot of it's related to the mental and emotional stuff going on and seeing it then as a coach and just seeing it throughout life that this is this mental, emotional stuff. You know, a lot of times people look at it as the soft skills, but these are really the hard skills. I mean, the people who are the hardest and the toughest, they have these soft skills down and it's, and it's never ending process because confidence and motivation don't stay like this. They go up and down, up and down with, different situations that happen not only in sport but life so basically we wanted to put this together winning mindset being able to make mindset coaching sports psychology specific to each sport as well as businesses and and have people who've walked the walk not just talk the talk which is why you're one of our top mindset coaches i mean it's not just a matter of oh hey you know hey here's here's a guy who's a counselor a therapist nothing wrong with that that's great your guy who's lived it you've got you've gone through it so you you know at a practical level and got, and wrestlers can relate and I always felt that was really helpful having someone who is relatable where it doesn't feel as much like a doctor's office nothing wrong with that that's great stuff absolutely great but when we're talking mindset coaching for for peak performance middle school high school kids a lot of them you know prefer to have like a former athlete who's right there helping with them so that, that's why we started all of it
0: yeah no it's great you brought something up about being consistent. You know, and and, and these, you know, I will tell you this, before I did my mindset training, I was consistently inconsistent, <laughs> you know? You go, well, pin the guy who's second in the state and then you lose to somebody you, you beat 10 to one like two months before, how does that happen, <laughs> right?
1: Right, and if you could do it in practice, you could do it in a match, That's right? If you, could do it, if you could do it to someone, or how many times people say they had their best competition, they wrestled their best out of state. Well, it's not hard to see what's going on there. They don't know who the guy is, they don't care who he is, They wind up wrestling a little bit better as opposed to when they're going up against their friends who they always go against at the club. Or you know, someone who they've wrestled five or six times. It's tough. We all know what that's like mentally.
0: Yes. And that's one of the toughest things to get over. You know, is gosh, oh you know, I know this person. Oh, this person's great, whatever. Uh, you know, I have all these precognitions going in. You you, instead of instead of focusing on your task at hand, you're focusing on all these extraneous things. And again, that's the difference between the predator and the prey mindset. You know. And uh, you know this all kind of ties in together with um, you know how you're judged. So you know it's 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 such a an encompassing word, judging, judgment. People are like, oh, don't judge me, don't judge this, don't. Judge-. I mean, unfortunately or fortunately, whatever the case is, is that we're judged constantly. You you if you if you have a job and you go there and you work. Right. If you're doing good work, you're being judged. You're getting paid. If you're not doing good work, you're being judged and you're getting let go. Uh, you know, uh, you're being judged in a wrestling match. You're you're being judged every time you walk out the door. You go uh, for an interview. If you come in with piercings and tattoos all over yourself and hair all over the place, I don't have to worry about that. Um, but you know, are you putting your best foot forward? Are you being judged? And what are you going to blame it on? Are you going to blame it on the on your parents, well, maybe you you should think about that. So and and then of course, then of course the ultimate judge is our Almighty God. And we're all at some point we're gonna be judged. So you know I, I think we have to kind of accept that we're being judged and, and and deal with it a little bit better. What do you think that psychology is behind the the no judgment and the fear of judgment and now all of a sudden it's a bad thing
1: yeah there's the psychology aspect of it, but i like I like how you touched on the um the metaphysics and metaphysics are ultimate reality right ontological truth what is and ultimately that's important. The great thing about reality is nobody should care about my opinion or anyone's opinion it's it's indifferent to us in fact, we're both sitting on the same side of the table looking out at the truth and our job is to conform ourselves to the truth now there's nothing people don't have any problem with this when it comes to the laws of mathematics or yeah. The fundamentals of certain skills, playing the piano, learning a martial art. There are certain fundamentals and basics, even though people might do things, different styles of playing instruments or different styles of competing, but there are some basics that we realize we need to conform ourselves to. Otherwise, we're not going to succeed. Like I said, laws of mathematics being like maybe the most extreme of that. Well, the moral law, really, what domain are we in? And we're talking about judging. We're we're in the domain of morals, right? And what 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 are we doing? Should you judge or should you not judge? And it's an important question. And I like to take it from the top. Where are people probably coming from? Most people, most of the time at the general level. A lot of people look in the Bible and they see Jesus said at the Sermon of the Mount, judge not lest ye be judged. OK, what does that mean? What does that mean? That's an important question. So what a lot of people do is they'll just look at they'll just look at this at face value and say, uh, oh, judge not. That's it. Jesus said it. That's what he meant. Well, that's 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 again, the beauty of the church and having 2000 years of tradition to be taught. What exactly does this mean? So I was prepared for this. So I, I wanted to because this is where most people are coming from. They're saying, well, we're hearing from timeless wisdom. Don't judge. Right. So I go to the commentary right here. And what I see here, judge not lest ye be judged for with the judgment you pronounce, you will be judged and the measure you give will be measured that you get. Okay, so when you look at the commentary here, this is Matthew 7, chapters one, chapter 7, verses 1 through 6. And it says, Jesus' teachings on judgment is two-sided. He condemns judging others' faults. We are incapable of judging with fairness and accuracy since God alone knows the heart. But it says, however, number two, Jesus commands us to exercise critical discernment. And examination is necessary to avoid profaning what is holy and embracing what is false. So in other words, it's not carte blanche, never judge, Mm -hmm. never judge. And this is the difficulty when we take these verses. If we cherry pick verses out of context, what we start to see is like a very indifferent, pluralistic, hippie Jesus where, Hey, everything's okay. I'm okay. You're okay. Everything's good. That's, that was never what the church taught with that. So that's the difficulty with looking at that in isolation. So, and we hear a lot also if you look at like the book of Proverbs in the Old Testament, which is certainly consistent with the New Testament, about the importance of having a good name, right? The, the importance of preserving our good name, right? So that, that would seem almost like, well, wait a minute. why? It almost seems like prey mindset. Uh, like we shouldn't care what other people think about us. Well, no, it's both and. It's not either or. Right. So it's so, yes, we don't want to be preoccupied with what other people think about us, other people's opinions looking good or looking bad. But it actually is an honorable thing to seek honorable ends and then to and then to even accept honors that are bestowed upon us. It's funny that we talk about this today because I was literally reading um, Aristotle's Nicomachean Ethics with the comments, to commentary by St. Thomas Aquinas. Yes. Now, this is 300 years uh, B.C., and talking about magnanimity, magnanimity means striving for excellence in all things, especially great things. And what it's saying is we should seek honors of honorable men. And it doesn't mean catering to the, the elites in society. That's not what it's saying, but it's seeking uh, seeking honors among people who are virtuous. That's what Aristotle meant. He was saying that, that, that um, the great people were not necessarily the leaders, but people who have honor, people who have virtue and being seen as a virtuous person in the eyes of virtuous people is a good thing. So there is something to be said for, we have to be aware we are being judged and we are judging other people. We might not be making, we shouldn't make an ultimate judgment about a person because we never know their circumstances and different things in their life. But we do need to be aware that people are constantly judging us and it's not wrong to make judgments about other people. When we're teaching our kids, Hey, you know, we see this family doing this. Hey, we're not condemning them as people, but we don't want to do that. Right. right? It's going to be hard for a parent to parent without being able to look at other examples of different families and say, did you see what they did? We don't want to do that. Or you see what this family did? That was a good thing. We want to do that. It's not making a blanket judgment of the, of the people in totality, but it is saying, hey, look at this. That's good. Look at that. That's not good. Or these people as a whole, hey, maybe we want to avoid this these people or this group because it could hurt us or pull us in a different direction. Right. That's not judging right. them overall, but it's, it's a safety and a protective thing.
0: Yeah. It's I, I think that it's kind of a, a cop out to say, don't judge me. Uh, look, I, I don't know if you saw the sound of freedom. Did you see that movie yet? Not yet. I have not been impacted by a movie in years. Um, I was filled with sorrow, rage, uh, you know, just frustration, uh, just, uh, man, it was, it was, it was definitely a, a worthwhile. I took my 13 year old to go see it. And, um, yeah, honestly, I'm going to judge people who engage in the trafficking of, of children. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I will judge them and I will judge that they're, that is not good. Um, I, I can't say so. If you're saying don't judge, don't judge. Uh, yeah, well, it, no, there are times it has to happen. How are we going to have society if you don't have norms? I mean, how is that? Uh, how do you not judge someone like that? Right. You could say if there's, if there's a, if there's, a stranger, if there's a stranger, there's a
1: car that pulls up. You're teaching your kids. It's like, listen, don't go there. That's a danger. That's a potential dangerous situation. It's not saying, hey, I don't know who these people are, if they're good or if they're bad. If these ki- if they were abused when they were cho- I have no idea about that. Do they have a bad life? whatever it might be in their situation, we're not judging that, but we're saying this situation is potentially dangerous. And there are people out there who are doing objectively bad things. And we don't want to be around those people. That's not, that's not like, that's, that's different than making a character judgment overall. Like I'm not judging them as God. I'm saying, this is bad. So right now your head should look, you should look at this and say, not good. Stay away from that.
0: That's survival. It's a survival mechanism. Yeah. 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 and that's and that's one of the things that we do have to do and if you look at someone um, running a business let's say and they and somebody comes in uh for an interview and they don't represent what that business wants to portray or what they know is good for their business well then that's potentially harmful to that business for them to hire this type of person
1: right we have to we have to get good and this is um one of Malcolm Gladwell's books blink we're talking about thin slicing being able to you know, in, for a crude way of putting it, basically stereotyping situations, it's really sizing up a situation yeah. saying, hey, this doesn't feel right. This This does feel right. And just kind of like your instincts. And you could say it's like, well, don't judge a book by its cover. Well, you have that you have that gut instinct for a reason, too. Now, it doesn't mean it can't be wrong and it's not saying it can't be improved, but you do have to trust that to some extent. Like you said, it's it is survival. you know it's just realizing that i'm not the infallible judge of everyone's character and i can't 100 percent damn someone but i could certainly say danger stay away from that this could be bad and there's people right now who do have objectively bad intentions and that's a bad thing
0: yes yes yeah they do and 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 again as a protection mechanism you have to steer clear of them because they're 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 not going to enhance your life matter of fact they you know, I could kill you. The opposite. Exactly. First, <laughs> they it. Yeah. you know, and, uh, you know, so, so, you know, uh, what is, what is that? Like, uh, like when people say, uh, you know, like, okay, you look at, um, oh gosh, Planet Fitness, no judgment zone. Okay. Which is actually a fallacy because if you lift heavy weights there and grunt, they throw you out. They just judged you. So, <laughs> so that's, that's one thing I found is so, some of these people that go with the not, don't judge me yet. They're judging because you're judging. Or supposedly judging or holding to a standard.
1: It's it's again the, 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 the metaphysics is off. It's a it's a theory that flies up its own rear. It's self it's self-refuting, it's self-referential incoherence. Exactly. When you say there's no such thing as truth, you just made a truth statement. You, know, you never know. You can't know anything for sure. Well, do you know that for sure? Well don't it well don't don't be judgment it's a don't don't make a judgment. Well, you just made a judgment <laughs> by saying yeah. that. Yeah. And it's like, well, don't legislate morality. What the heck else do you legislate if it's not morality? Like, <laughs> what are you legislating? I mean, how like there's no or I remember in one of my classes my, my, um, <laughs> in my in school, I remember learning with education, uh, the professor saying basically don't teach values in the classroom. And it's like, that's a value in and of itself. And, you know, it, it just doesn't even make sense. And then what value the, the better question would be, what are the values that we should be teaching? Because if you're going to say you should work hard, well, why? Who said that? That's a value, judgment. That's a value right so right. that's why the, the, the metaphysics is just off and if you don't start with it seems like oh well that's all very like theoretical and abstract and philosophical you better get your philosophy right because that's that's what you're building the house upon that's the foundation and if you're starting with the logical fallacy well you're you know you're gonna you're not built in anything solid but that's what it is that's that's what it is society we, you know what it is the reality is they threw out and Aristotle goes back to him with first principles yeah. and like one of the these are things that are just um it, you can't refute them we know them to be true like yes. a thing cannot be and not be at the same time in the same respect right a is a b is b it has to be and if it's not that's why you could you could even say philosophy is even there are certain things in philosophy that are more certain than mathematics because if 2 and because if 2 is not 2 then 2 and 2 ain't 4
0: right well that's a new yeah. math <laughs> they're saying that 2, and two could be five. The, the,
1: the law of identity is a philosophical principle 2 is 2 that means 2 is not 3 2 is not 4 2 is not 5 so the law of identity is more solid and more sure than mathematics is it's in fact built upon the law of identity which is philosophy so you you have to know that you have to be aware of that and so with first principles you say and one of the one of the axioms is don't debate someone who 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 throws away the principles. In other words, people don't go by the first principles. You can't debate them. Don't even have a discussion with them because it's a waste of time. What we see in our society is new first principles that have been inserted and and, and on very shaky ground. So it's like, don't judge. That's That's not taken from any kind of logical foundation. That's just asserted as a first principle that you must accept as fact. It's a new first principle when they say, as long as you're happy, right? As long as you're happy, again, or we don't want to offend anyone. Phil, we're nice. We're nice, guys. We try to be nice. We're not trying to offend people. But just if you speak the truth, and now all of a sudden, boom, that someone judged. It's not don't be offensive. It's don't let anyone even judge what you say as offensive. And that's, again, asserted as a first principle that you must adhere to or you're a bad person that's well, that's philosophy it's
0: bad philosophy it is and if you look at something and and let's let, let's take this to just you just something just hit me right when we, when you're talking about this um when you're speaking truth okay because someone can be nice or someone can be kind okay now is it nice if your kid wants to stay up at at night kid wants to stay up doesn't want to do their homework whatever well is it nice that you let him get away with it well, you're being nice. You're letting them do it, but are you kind by not telling them the truth and saying, "Hey, you need to go to bed on time. You need to get your schoolwork done. You need to get up in the morning." Which one is it? You know. So, you know, being kind is not necessarily being nice, but because you're 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 telling the truth. And yeah. uh, you know, this I think we get we have a little bit of a disconnect here. And and the thing that uh, uh, you know with another thing that you brought up, and that uh, you know you're very learned in, in in the methods of psychology is that. When engaged in a conversation discussion, debate, whatever it is, with someone who is just basing on on emotion and not logic, uh, yeah, okay, walk away, but sometimes you what if you can't walk away? we have we have people who are leaders who are making these decisions based on emotion and 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 illogic, and we're having to live by this. How do we deal with that? best the best thing to do is somehow, the the reductio
1: ad absurdum, which is you have to reduce what they're saying to the absurd. You have to show them that they're being abs- that, that that what they're saying is going to their premises, their first principles are going to lead to absurd conclusions. Now you can either say that to them directly. You and I, you know, we're we're you know martial arts wrestling. It's like so. It's like just tell them, just right. tell them, just let yeah. them know this is what it is. It's like why are we going to BS around? Why are we going to beat around the bush? Just tell them. But the better way to do it, and I could be a lot better at this, is <laughs> asking, asking questions, asking questions of them that will lead them. And this is where the Socratic method actually comes in, and this is where it's really useful. The Socratic me- method isn't necessarily the best for determining absolute truth, but it's but it's it's great for getting other people to realize that hey, what I'm saying doesn't quite make sense, right? right? And, and if you look in the Bible, Jesus did this all the time. He he would ask the questions. And then what happens? They would look bad. And even, you know, this at a, at a practical level, you watch a courtroom case, you put anyone on the stand and a lawyer will make them look like an idiot because basically whoever asks the questions, it's perceived that the power dynamic, the person who asks the question is, it seems to be in the driver's seat. Yes. As far as appearing calm, cool and collected, but as, but as well as just being genuinely curious, asking them, well, what about the, you know, what about this? And is this what do you mean by this? Simply asking the question, what do you mean by that? If they say no judgment, what do you mean by that? Yeah. Ask just asking. What do you mean by that? I'm not putting it on you. And then and then in the next question would be, how did you come to that conclusion? Yeah. So get them to and, and get them to start, get them to start putting their chips on the table, as opposed to sometimes what we do with our with our you know mentality is we put yeah. our chips, we put our chips on the table right. and no necessarily ask us to put our chips on the table yes. they're the ones we know don't make sense let them say let them volunteer information and then what a lot of times you find is when a lot of these liberals they put their chips on the table they don't really they, and, and again i was there before too so i'm not pulling the finger i was there back and i was back there in college too so mm-hmm. you know it's no you you want to talk about no judgment not putting on anyone <laughs> here but 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 the, but the reality is eventually you know your, your brain starts to develop no no it's but what
0: what happens is 25 before the, before the brain is operating fully in the frontal lobe. Right.
1: Yeah. (laughs) It's it's just a matter of, well, Aristotle said you really don't want, you know, metaphysics is hard to really learn before you're 40 years old. But, But in any, but in any event, a lot of us, we don't have a real reason for why we believe certain things other than like the feeling, like I don't want to offend other people. Those, those false first principles. So when we ask other people to put their chips on the table, why do, you know, what do you mean by that? How did you come to that conclusion? And then just asking questions, you'll realize that a lot of times they don't have a, a well thought out position. They're just saying things that they've heard before. They're just repeating lines they've heard. And we're all guilty of it again. Not picking on liberals or anyone else, because before we know something, a lot of times we hear someone say something. Oh, that sounded good. I'm going yeah, to use someone. that. <laughs> and, and we and we do that. But a lot of us haven't really thought out a lot of those things. So get them to put their chips on the table. Asking questions is always the most non-threatening and it keeps you out of it. You're just asking questions. So psychologically, that's what you should do. If we were going yeah, yeah. to put a should on it, that's
0: what you should do. I mean, a lot of times should have, would have, could have, don't add up to one little word, did. Right. <laughs> yeah, because exactly. Especially when you're in like a, like a heated debate, uh, you know, it's, it's very, I find it very difficult I'm like, uh, why aren't you listening to me? You know, I'm right. <laughs> you know, that's not the best tactic to take. <laughs>
1: well, that's, And that's temperance and that's temperance in our ends. Just like we're talking about the good and Nico McKeon ethics and everything here, the stick book. And yeah. um, when you look at it, it's like there's many different virtues. There's prudence, there's justice, there's fortitude and there's temperance. Yeah. We might have, we might be really good on like the fortitude dive in. Well, there's temperance also self-restraint. So in other words, we're all working on something. So I want to talk talk about not judging. Everyone's got their own cross and it's all built specifically for us. So, you know, even the people, even the people who might, even if you're closer to truth than someone is, you're still working on something else and so am I. So Mm -hmm. no one has to feel judged in that sense. Like we're all in this together.
0: Nobody's perfect. No, no. No. And I tell you, you know, look, I I hold a pencil, I said, nobody's perfect. So what's on the other end of this pencil? An eraser, why? we make mistakes. See mine is down. Much. I've made a lot of them. So <laughs> <Right>. <laughs>
1: exactly. A lot of mine are worn down. <laughs> uh, it's good stuff.
0: Yeah. But that's that's I, I I really like that tactic. And I i think that this is something I, I really try to do. I've been trying to do it more and more as I get older figure I get it figured out some some point in my life. Is just stopping taking a breath. And you know what? from from the mindset training a lot of times what i do when i know i'm going into a situation i'll do those three deep breaths that we recommend right i'll tell you that it's amazing how much it helps it's amazing just do three of those man uh it just pulls me down pulls me down
1: well we need we need it having a relaxation image and having a reset button when we get in those moments because it is. It's very hard, and and oh. you know it is. It's and it's yeah. Of, of course, is there some pride probably laced in where like I want to teach you and I want to be right. like yeah. I, I'm sure. I'm sure that's there. But but that's. But it's also. But it's not just that. No. It's also like hey, I see you're going down the wrong road. I don't want you to make that mistake. This exactly. is hurting you. This is killing you. So yes. it's like it's hard because in your head it's like if someone's going towards a cliff, you want to say stop, get back, yes. and we and we want to do that. But then when it comes to sometimes different issues and hot button issues in society, it, you know, you, it, you, you do that and it turns people off sometimes. You know, we do that. I do. And I'll speak for myself.
0: Mm-hmm. So it's like
1: you can't apply that that necessarily always to people,
0: yeah.
1: right? But, but get them to get them to put their chips on the table, ask them questions, and then show them how their premises are going to lead to absurd conclusions. And then, you know, I think also it helps when, when, when I'll say, hey, look, I, I try to relate I'm no different than you. I thought these things in the past. I made this mistake. And even sometimes just saying like the whole thing is based on non-judging, it's like, hey, I'm you know, I'm not judging you as a person, just simply doing that. Sometimes people then take a breath and then they're able to open up and actually make a change. Yeah. So it's yes. you're still judging in in at the micro, but not at the macro. Yeah. Like you're not judging their soul, but you no. are still
0: judging certain so, you know what I mean? There's you're yes. still judging yes. You're judging just an aspect or an action as yeah. opposed to a whole entity yeah 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 cool I mean, that's like i'll tell you just that just that you know the probing questions um i think is is you know key just you know take your step back and it's very very difficult especially like you know when you have a, a strong personality not to just put it forth and it's like dude, i study this stuff i've lived it i know what i'm talking oh. about you need to listen uh, you know um it's uh, yeah it, and you know the funny thing is the closer you are with the person, the harder it is to, to pull back, right? I mean, I'm great with people outside of my house. <laughs> you know? but-, right. but but all the more, but all the more
1: important for us to practice our temperance because it's, I mean, those are the people we're around the most. It is, it is very, very hard because it seems like, I don't know, maybe because we're, we're holding them to the standards that we hold ourselves. It's a lot, it's diff it's difficult.
0: Well, you, you know, also because you you figure that they're going to, um, you know, heed your example, and you love them, and the other you thing them and you want know, the best at, for them. At the end of the day, you realize,
1: you know, when it comes to, there's very little thing, there's very little you could control in this world. You control no. yourself to a large, to a very large extent. Not every single aspect of everything, no. but we have a lot of control with ourselves. We've we've we, we we do have a good amount of control in our home environment. So it's like when other people say certain things and they live a certain way, it's like, well, not, you know, not, not the heck with them. Like I I wish them bad, but what can I do? You know, what can I do? If they're going to be, if they're going to be a a jerk or an idiot, that's their problem. But in my house, it's like, no, it's not okay with me. No, I do care. I do care about you. And it's not all right.
0: Yeah. It's not all right. Yeah, I had had a little bit of meditation today. Went out by my, went out by my frog. (laughs) In the back, the frog came back Jorge. hey. So, so I went out there by the pond and meditated today. That was great. Just 15 minutes. That helps a lot though. Yeah. I mean clarity. Yeah. I mean, mental
1: prayer, just sitting quietly. And mm-hmm. it, the hardest one of the hardest things for me and for a spiritual development. I know it's like my spiritual director, my priest friend, Father Bob, it's like mm-hmm. doesn't ask much for me. 10 minutes a day, just sit quietly with God. Say nothing. Say nothing, just sit and let him act on you and let God act on you. And it's the hardest thing. And, and most days I don't do it, regrettably. Hopefully, this gives me a little bit more of a motivation to do this, saying this on the air. But um, it's hard because you feel like you're doing nothing, but you're doing a lot.
0: Oh, yeah. I, again, I just did it 10, 15 minutes. And, and it's because, you know, uh, in church last week, you know, uh, the father was talking about doing your meditation. I'm like, you know, I think I really need to. And I just, I just let my mind just go blank like 10 15 minutes you yeah.
1: which you're orient, you're oriented towards god but you're not thinking about anything directly no. and you're just letting him just let him act on you yeah, yeah so it's um no it's it's important and i could feel i could feel a tangible difference not that it's all about feelings but i definitely do feel at a natural level a tangible mm-hmm. difference when i'm doing it versus when i'm not you're just more level i'm more level i'm more relaxed oh, and yeah. it like doesn't doesn't take that long no it but, doesn't uh, You know, we got to control. We got to control. I got to have my hands on it. I got to do, 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 (laughs) I got to say, say, say. And it's like, listen, let the, let the, let the master work for heaven's sake.
0: Yeah, exactly. They got a little, a little more experience, a little more knowledge than we do down here. So, (laughs) oh, that's great. That's great. Hey, uh, Gene, do you have anything uh, to leave the audience with anything we're working on? Any, um, any new stuff that uh, they doing at Mindset that you want to get people involved with? or Because we're going like gangbusters. I mean, I'm completely booked. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh yeah. No, it's, I mean, really, it's it's
1: something that just addressing that area of life. That's what really comes down to me- mental, emotional, um, everything. It's, it, it's for everyone. It's not just people who are struggling. It's people who want to get the most out of themselves. Right. Big, the biggest mistake, I think, is not addressing it head on. That it is important to talk to someone to be coached, mm-hmm. just like anything. You want to get good. We're talking about the faith. You want to get stronger in the faith. You need a spiritual director. You want to get stronger physically. You need Master Phil. You need to get a personal trainer. You want to mindset. You you got to be working on your mindset. It's you have a coach. Yep. You have a coach. Anything you're trying to be your business. You got to have a mentor. Any area that you want to be successful, you got to have a mentor. And mindset is too important to leave leave to chance. Mm-hmm. So you got to be work. You got to be working with them. mindset coach and of course i'd love to work with everyone we'd love to work with everyone if it's if it's not if our thing isn't for you just work with it with someone Someone. of course we're happy to help everyone but make sure you're putting time in on your mindset whoever you are whatever you're doing
0: you you know the funny thing is that you know people say gosh you know um if someone's strong right do they stop working out that's crazy right it's crazy same same thing with your mind if you have a good mindset well you want to keep it you want to keep it good
1: yeah and do, and do you stop and do you stop lift do you st- start lifting weights after you get overpowered in a match or do you do that proactively so you overpower them
0: exactly yeah you, you
1: know what I, I mean I, yes I, I get it losing a match getting overpowered gives you a, a jump start like, hey i better really start taking my lifting more serious my training right. more serious but you don't start your training after getting overpowered it starts before so yes.
0: Yeah. Excellent.
1: Great stuff. Oh, thank you, Phil.
0: Oh, oh Kim, pleasure. Pleasure. Thank you. It's always a pleasure to have you on, uh, people. If you want to get in touch with the winning mindset, of course, just go to zwinningmindset.com. And, uh, you know, on than that, thank you very much for, for being with us and, and Gene, again, thank you. I mean, uh, you're, you're just a wealth of knowledge. I love having you on the podcast. I'm like, gosh, I got to study more. I'm reading a lot, but God, I got to read more. <laughs> you know? So, uh All right, great. Thank you very much. And uh, guys, Master Phil signing off. Strength and honor.